Welcome to a new edition of the famous interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with high-ticket sales trainer, abundance coach, and seven-figure launch strategist, Sean Quintero. Sean Q is a leading expert in the field of abundance coaching and launch strategy. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker, author, and elite abundant coach known for his ability to help individuals and businesses achieve a life of radical abundance through the use of scientific and research-based strategies. With a wealth of experience and thousands of client case studies, he gets things done. In addition, Sean Q is also the host of a popular podcast called Heck Yes, where he interviews master coaches and a lead entrepreneurs who share their stories of wealth and knowledge and experience with listeners around the world. Enjoy this interview. Cool, man. Hey, well, thank you for taking a minute. That sounds like you're the magic man with numbers. And before we get into how all of that started and began and continues for you, I want to know the last three years with COVID, you know, it interfaced with all this differently. How did you survive it? And how has it changed the way that you live your life and conduct business now that the world's opening up? Yeah, great question. So what we discovered was 2020 was um, incredibly difficult for so many people, um, incredibly difficult for myself. We lost family members, fam- um, friends, um, uh, family members of friends that I grew up with. And so it was an incredibly difficult and challenging time for so many people. On top of that, it was also our most, um, uh, up, up until that point, our highest uh, generated year for revenue. And so we were creating a lot of impact while also experiencing a lot of challenge. And I think there's a couple of different things that really shifted for us in how we show up today is, one, um, we had to really figure out systems that would serve and support people in an extraordinary situation. And we've continued with those systems um, that still work for us today. A lot of our stuff was um, we were doing a little bit of offline stuff. Everything went purely online for us, which was really cool. And we had to uncover, you know, how do we tap into a um, into an audience that's very um, Zoom fatigued, that's emotionally fatigued, that is, um, you know, lockdown fatigued. And we discovered that people crave connection, people crave community, they crave a sense of belonging. And so we really focused on how do we create a community where people felt like they belonged, they weren't alone in the experiences they were having, um, and were able to really tap into just connection with each other, even though it was distance in 2020. Now we see our communities in- incredibly connected, incredibly flourishing when, uh, you know, uh, our, with the work that we do, what's pretty incredible is that um, we, we are very community first um, centric. And so we build communities, and then we just support those communities, and that's been our business model ever since. So it's been pretty incredible. So there's so many facets to go into you. You know, you're 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 a coach, you're a sales expert. There, there's all these things. So what I'd like to do is make this a little bit more simplified for everybody. So I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of second graders at a career day at a school, an elementary school, and one of the kids will look up at you and say, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Yeah. Um, so as a coach, my job is to open up possibilities. So the way that I would answer that question to a second grader is um, I help people live the life they really, really want to live. Um, if they really, really, really want something, I help to support them in strategic moves as well as 
emotional moves is just connections with people. I help them get to where they want to go. If you take a look at, you know, an, an 18th century look at what a coach was, a coach was literally someone who picked you up and took you where you wanted to go. Um, and so it's like the the, the old-time ca- uh, taxi or Uber, if you will. And so my job as a coach is to help people get from where they're at and live a life they really, really, really want to live. Uh, most people are are stuck in routine or they're stuck in cycle, um, a cycle of conditioning that the life and the routines and the behaviors and the habits and the perspectives and the thoughts and the emotions they're having, it's all, um, it's not intentional. It's very circumstantial or based off of what other people, um, what society has said for them, what other people have identified for them. And so they live stuck in these identities. And my job as a coach is to open them up to what's possible and to ask powerful questions that get them to say, oh, you know, I've never thought of myself or life that way. And if I can shift their perspective, then I can shift their life. Um, So I help people get to where they really, really want to go. So when you were in grade school, what did you dream about becoming when you grew up? Yeah, great question. So so when I was in fifth grade, I remember making paper wallets, and uh, I would sell them to my classmates. I actually got in trouble for my teacher to do this because I wanted to buy a brownie from the lunch lady, which were a quarter. So I'd sell these for these um, paper wallets for a dime. And I remember um, just wanting to do that. <laughs> like That's what I wanted. I want to make paper wallets for the rest of my life. Um, and so I early on recognized that if I can do something for other people and they want it, they'd be willing to pay for it. Um, and that's essentially what a business is, right? You want a phone, you go to the Apple store and you pay for an Apple phone. Um, and so, um, you know, I always, I wanted to be the traditional things. I wanted to be a policeman and a fire. Uh, I wanted to be a fire truck. <laughs> um, yeah. And I wanted to be a dog catcher and um, take care of the animals and all of those incredible things. But I do remember the very early ages, um, this entrepreneurial spirit kind of, um, where this drive um, really sitting in in fifth grade when I sold those paper wallets. So when you talk about being self-actualized, you're living the dream that you've always had. Um, I so um, when I talk about I, I, when it comes to self-actualization, um, I mostly talk about living an, a life of abundance. Um, the reality is that like abundance is a reality. Most people don't have to work for abundance. It's it's already there. They just have to access it. Um, And I'll give you a couple of examples. So, um, you know, let's go 300 years ago. 300 years ago, people had, um, people didn't have access to food. Um, It was incredible, like starvation and hunger was a normal day-to-day experience for 98% of the human, um, humans alive at that time. And now 95% of the world's population has access to 2,500 calories a day. Um, so there's just more food. Um, you know, the, um, uh, uh, you know, 200 years ago, people would live up to, um, or the, the um, life expectancy was an average of 30 years. Now it's over 70 years. And so we're living longer. Um, uh, death has, uh, and tragic death has dramatically decreased from, where it was 200 years ago from genocide and war to, you know, just everyday experiences um, of death. Um, and it's dramatically fallen. So there's less to be scared about. Um, most of the time we don't see that because all we see is what's on the news and the news 
a philosophy, a principle of news is if it bleeds, it reads. So if it's bad, they will show it to the masses because it grabs attention because our brains are wired for that. Um, but there's there's truth to the fact that there's that we live in an incredibly abundant world. Um, if I want to send a text message to Europe, I could literally send that in just a second um, before it would take me six months not just to send it but also to receive something back. So two text messages in seconds would be six months um, 200, 300 years ago. Um, children are going to school longer. Literacy is on the rise. Women are closing the education gap with men. And so our culture has access to more information. So there's an abundance of resource, of connection, of community, of knowledge, of democracy and freedom, of food, of life. And now our job is to simply look through the lens of that abundance uh, and then tap into it. And what do I really want from this life and how can I go achieve it? Yeah, that's fascinating to think about life that way, how far we've come, how technology and all of these motivating forces have done that for us. Um, you know, I'm curious, you touched a little bit on, you know, growing up and the paper wallets, but let's dig a little deeper. Tell me a little bit about where you were born and raised and how these seeds got into you to become who you are. You're obviously highly motivating, and you're, you're obviously someone that gives a lot of yourself to help others. How did that happen? Yeah, thank you for asking. So um, I grew up in Southern California um, in San Bernardino, one of the most um, impoverished um, cities in Southern California. It was the first city to ever declare bankruptcy in the entire history of the U.S. Um, and it was um, uh, like high school dropout rates were incredibly high. Unwanted teen pregnancies are incredibly high. Drug abuse and addiction is incredibly high. Um, divorce rates, marital abuse. I mean, there's so many things that have gone wrong with the city. And I remember growing up saying, this this doesn't have to be this way. There must be a way for things to be a little different. And I went on a mission to discover how do we eradicate poverty? Um, not just poverty of resource, although that's super important, but also poverty or lack of opportunity, lack of connection, um, lack of resource. And so uh, lack of, um, uh, you know, a poverty mindset um, and perspective. And I went on this mission and I studied how do we generate wealth? How do we generate abundance? The number one way to generate abundance in um, in most um, in, in uh, most developed countries is through business ventures. And so I said, okay, we can start business. But I didn't want to just be any business owner or businessman. I wanted to be somebody who changed lives. At the end of the day, it's not about making money. It's about making a difference and creating meaningful impact in people's lives. So I said, okay, I want to eradicate poverty and I want to maximize abundance. And that's the mission we're on. Because of the world I grew up in, I, I was more accustomed to you know, seeing stores boarded up and completely closed than grand opening signs and, and uh, an abundance of opportunity. And so I made it a mission early on to say, I'm, I'm, I want to find a way to change this. And now what's really exciting is with abundance, abundance just means overflow. So as I experience more love, I can give more love. As I experience more wealth, I can give that resource to someone. And so now we're a part of organizations and nonprofits in my city as well as other areas that we're really passionate about, other nonprofits and organizations that we're really passionate about. And it's pretty exciting to be able to say, I'm in business to change lives. I'm in business because I want to generate abundance and maximize my abundance so I can eradicate the poverty that I grew up in. Because you probably operate as a role model or, you know, someone that people look up to. Who has that been for you? Who's been a hero for you in your life? 
Yeah, I mean, so many people. I can easily say my mom has been an incredible role model for me and how she empathizes and is so compassionate, so forgiving of people, and it's a character trait that I um, have chosen to really develop and nourish. Um, I've had a teacher. His name is Mr. McGuffey. Um, Seventh grade and eighth grade, I became his TA. So I spent two years in middle school with him, and it was he was always speaking so positively and powerfully of the students he had in his class. Um, and so that was really incredible. Um, I had high school teachers. Um, my wife is incredibly inspiring to me. Um, she's a marriage and family therapist, and she has such an extensive understanding of how to connect with people and understand people and see people experience breakthrough in their own lives. And so, um, yeah, I mean, so many people that I'm, that I was inspired by, I'm constantly inspired by and, if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, who would you love to meet and talk to? If I were to meet anyone alive on the planet, um, that's a great question. I would probably meet, um, I mean, there's so many people. The first person that comes to mind is Steven Pinker. He's a um, researcher, a neurologist, psychologist, sociologist. Um, he does, like, everything. And he wrote a book called Enlightenment Now that changed my view of the world. Um, because it was very data-driven and gave so much data on how the world is so much healthier, better, um, stronger, more wealthy, more freer today than it was before. Um, so a lot of the statistics I gave you are from that book, so I'd probably want to meet him. Um, I'd probably also want to meet Michelle Obama. Um, I'm incredibly inspired by her story of um, the work that she's done in Chicago, um, because it's very similar to the work that we do in San Bernardino. Um, yeah, I'd probably want to meet um, or have a conversation with um, living or living. Hmm. Uh, I'd probably want to have a conversation with, um, oh, he's the president of Ukraine right now, and he's incredibly inspiring with just the way he's oh. gone from being a comedian to running a country and leading a country through uh, incredible tragedy. Um Zelensky. Uh, Zelensky, yeah. Um, Zelensky. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a couple of people I'd want to speak to. Yeah. So, you know, in your, in your line of motivating and coaching people, you know, everybody, you, you see it because you're so close to it, and, and you could probably take things apart uh, of the human nature that can be a deterrent. What, what would you say is the number one thing that people could work on or focus or correct in their lives that would help them be more successful? Um, so we have seven laws of abundance that we teach all of our clients, and these laws are practices you can implement in your life that will begin to expand your opportunities. So if you want, um, let's say you're in business, you want more customers or clients, then it'll create that, or it'll expand, um, you know, if you want a promotion at work, or you want to get into that um, university, or, you know, you just want to have a closer connection to um, the most meaningful people in your life. You know, these seven laws of abundance will allow you to experience overflow of of all of that. And so typically what I say is um, two things. Uh, with these seven laws, the very first law, I mean, I won't go through them all, but the first law is you have what you're willing to ask for. Most people diminish what they ask for because they're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of um, hearing the word no. They're afraid of being on the outside of their tribe or their community. And so one of the things I really encourage people to do is, number one, identify what you really, 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 really want in life. 
and don't diminish it. So most people say, well, I want um, a dream house in San Diego. Well, but that's going to be too expensive. So I'll settle for, you know, um, uh, 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 an okay house in um, this place. Or, but, oh, that's going to be too far from family. So, oh, and they begin to diminish what they really, really, really want. So first identify what you actually really, 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 really want and then begin to ask for it. Radical asks. Um, talk to more people. So, for example, we are in the process of building our dream home in San Diego, and uh, I could have easily said, well, that's going to be so expensive. Real estate in San Diego is crazy. Uh, like, there's just, like, it, it's going to be insane. But I identified what I really want. And then I began to ask, who has ever built a dream home? Who has ever built a home in San Diego? Who does real estate in San Diego? And I began to connect with people. And guess what happened is I uncovered that people really wanted to help me make that dream happen. They, people want to help you. They just don't know how. You just haven't told them how. So identify what you really want in life and then start asking for it every single day. Don't stop asking for it until you have it. So what's been one of the best client responses, fan letters you've ever gotten from your work? Um, I got a card that was handmade, and it was bejeweled in the form of Darth Vader because I am a huge Star Wars fan. And um, it, um, it essentially it, it had a really meaningful message um, that I won't share just due to privacy, their privacy. But it essentially said, Sean, thank you so much for changing our lives. Um, they were, you know, on the verge of some really destructive um, patterns and behaviors in their in in um, their relationships and just uh, in their lives. And so, as we began to coach, as we began to identify what they really wanted, as they began to pursue what they wanted and not what other people wanted for them, their life like completely shifted. And so, um, I still have it. It's literally in my um, in our studio, um, yeah, our offices. Um, I have it and. Uh, yeah, it's probably the most fun and most meaningful part I've ever received. So when you get to the end of the proverbial day, how do you look back on it and quantify it as a good day? Um, that's a great question. So uh, I have a morning routine and an evening routine. My morning routine is full of gratitude of what worked really well for me um, so far, what am I excited for, what um, – what do I have that I didn't have? Um, what can nobody take away from me? And just be grateful for those things so nobody can take my thoughts from me. Nobody can take my feelings away from me. Um, uh, my breath is mine right now. And so be very grateful for the things I have and have experienced. And then in the evening, what I tend to do is I look at my calendar um, and say, okay, what was the most meaningful things that took place today? And I reflect with my wife, um, and we do something called the five-finger connection. So we take a look at each of our fingers, and each finger is associated with the feeling. Um, and so we say, okay, what made us happy today? And we reflect and say, oh, you know what? This moment made us happy. Um, what made us sad today? Oh, you know what? I was thinking about my aunt who passed away a couple of years ago, and that made me a little nostalgic. Um, okay, what made you angry today? Oh, you know what? This happened at work, and kind of got a little irritated or frustrated. Um, what made um, What made me worried or afraid today? Well, you know what? I was thinking about, you know, how is this going to happen, or what's this going to, you know, be like? And then, what are you excited about tomorrow? And if I can answer and really tap into what I'm feeling, um, then that is a opportunity for me to reflect and be mindful. And every single day is, is a success, whether 
I got something done or didn't get something done as long as I am able to connect with my wife and reflect on the day and tune into what my body is telling me, that's a successful day. So everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your clients, but ultimately you live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, that's a great question. Um, I can, you know, I, I tend to use a lot of assessments. So, like, I'm an Enneagram 3 wing 2, if you're familiar with the Enneagram personality assessment, which means I'm driven by achievement oftentimes and by efficiency. Um, I'm also um, on the Myers-Briggs assessment, an INFP, so I'm very introverted and tend to be very artsy um, and, uh, you know, create worlds in my mind. And so I love writing and painting and art. Um, and so um, I am also a um, uh, what's called an idealist, if you look at the brand archetypes. And so I tend to look at assessments and identify with things that really resonate. What I try not to do, though, is box myself into titles, because oftentimes if you title yourself, then you're kind of done. You, well, that's what you are. And there's so much opportunity for people to change. There's so much opportunity and grace for people to be someone different. Um, and so who I am today is not who I'll be tomorrow. And who I am today is not who I was yesterday. And so giving myself that grace and patience to say, well, who do I want to show up as today? And knowing that I have the freedom to change and become that has been really powerful. So, Sean, if anyone wants to learn more about you, hire you, learn anything about your world, where do they go? Yeah, they can go to our website, um, www.heyshawnq.com. That's H-U-I-S-H-A-W-N, the letter Q, dot com. HeyShawnQ.com. Sean, thank you very much. I'm glad we got to catch up and do this. I really appreciate it. It's a great story. Good luck with everything. Thanks, my friend. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.